From the Cats Audio Network, this is Speaking with the Enemy. Tiger Cats Argonauts from BMO Field in downtown Toronto, and you're tuned in to Tiger Cats pregame presented by Greenworks. Whether on offense or defense, Greenworks Tools has got you and your lawn covered. Tackle any chore like the pros with our full lineup of tools at greenworkstools.com. Tiger Cats fans, it's time for Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tag, ready to get ahead of the cold Canadian winter. Look no further than redtag.ca. Picture yourself basking in the warm sand shores of a tropical island where worries melt away like ice in the sun. Don't let winter hold you back. Plan ahead and beach better. Travel made easy with redtag.ca. Well, for 15 years, he's been the voice of the Toronto Argonauts and a fella who... As myself, who does McMaster games, it's kind of going to get really uncomfortable in the booth here right now uh, with my partner, Mike Daly, Mike Hogan, a couple of Laurier guys, uh, real happy right now at the moment. Mike Hogan, thanks for joining us. 36-9, wasn't that the score? That's right, that's right. You can say it I'm again sorry, was that too, put too soon? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Hoagie, you're a piece of work. Let me I talk. Try. Let me talk to you about this contest tonight. Before we talk about the contest, you've got something going on, which I really, really ex- expect. Bringing back so many former Argonauts for your fan base to be excited about. Maybe you'll tell our fans about it. Yeah, and you know, I, I know a lot of Argo fans head down every year for the Hall of Fame in Hamilton. You know, both folks really appreciate the history of the league and. Maybe some of your listeners want to come down for this one. It's uh, it's October the 6th. It's a Friday night. Edmonton's in town. I'll give you a list of some of the guys that are coming back for this. Bill Simons, Terry Greer, Condridge Holloway, Donnie Mullen, Paul Masati, Pinball Clement, Stan Peroni, Rodney Harding, Doug Flutie, Mookie Mitchell, Damon Allen, Ricky Ray, Rocket Ismail, Joe Barnes, Chad Owens, Lance Chomick, Paul Brazley, Noel Prefontaine, Hank Olisic, on and on and on and on. That's just some of that's just That's the start. That's an that's an impressive. You said, did you say Joe Barnes? Joe like, Barnes. Like, Barnes and Holloway are coming back. Yeah, the one-two connection from the early '80s. I mean, that, that was legendary stuff for crying out loud. That that that's outstanding. So, congratulations for you guys. That's great to see that so many uh, former Argonauts are getting involved, and uh, certainly the revival of the Argonauts has been a big, big story in the Canadian Football League this year. Let's talk about tonight's contest. I think the obvious thing to throw in there is, of course, it's you're in a situation where the division yeah, has been I must clinched, admit, though. and, and this whole ar- discussion of rest money. versus rust is going to last for at least yeah. six weeks. Your thoughts? All right, here we, we go. We can't pull the plug now, right? I mean, you've got to still keep your foot on the gas. Uh, I just, I, I'm going to be curious to see what Coach Dinwiddie does in terms <laughs> of getting guys some rest while not <laughs> we're just having one issue with the momentum Nothing this works. team has, because the last thing you want to do is bench Hello, everybody. Franklin. and lose three of your last four games going into the playoffs. Um, today, A.J. Olette, I don't know if he's nicked up at all, but he seems to be the healthy scratch tonight. Um, you know, a chance for, for fans to see Deontay McMahon, who everybody in the organization is really happy to see uh, get some off and get an opportunity because he looked exceptionally good in training camp this year. So, And a different look as a guy who's pretty small. He's, he's one of those you know small, quick guys that the CFL has become so famous for. So that's a chance. But you know, the, the starting Let's defense the is going to be the same. A couple guys out with injuries. Uh, Andrew Harris took a shot to the knee last week in, in uh, Montreal. So he's on the sixth game. So there's a couple of starters that are out. But for the most part, this is uh, this is a starting lineup aside from guys who are injured, legitimately injured. 
Yeah, Mike, how much how much of this is, you know, also chasing, you know, a record for the Argonauts? Like, does that matter at all internally for them? Or is this one of those things where, you know what, who cares what they're going to say about the regular season? It kind of matters for postseason getting there healthy. Mike, you've been on teams, right, where you have a, a, a like a catchphrase or there's a slogan every year. And sometimes the team will buy into it and sometimes they don't. Um, the, the, the slogan this year is go one and oh every week. And it was last year as well. And these guys totally buy into that. Um, I literally have not heard anybody talk about, Oh, can we go 15 and three and, you know, match an all time record, which, which the Argos have done twice in their existence. The two Flutie years, they went 15 and three. I haven't heard anybody talk about that. Um, I haven't heard anybody talk about Winnipeg next week, to be honest, like nobody's talking about that. Everything this week was all about the Ticats this week. So, um, you know, sometimes, it's all lip service, but for whatever reason, this team is absolutely bought in to the two slogans this team has, go 1-0 this week and get 2% better every day. Yeah, and, and that's, you know, that's kind of good to hear because right now when you look at this Argos team, I mean, when if you looking at it, is there a weak point that you can see right now? Like when you kind of break it down stats-wise, when you watch it in a game, it it's like they take turns, whether it's special teams with Javon Leak, whether it's, you know, Chad Kelly or A.J. Ouellette or whoever's running that ball, and then defensively as well. Is there a, a area that you need to see improve, or is it just kind of keep this thing rolling at this point? Uh, I mean, if you look statistically, their red zone defense hasn't been great. Um, they've, they've allowed a lot of, uh, you know, trips into the red zone to become touchdowns. You know, does that come back to haunt them? Well, it doesn't when you're scoring 31 points a game. Um, more than that, whatever it is now. Um, but, you know, maybe that they give up a lot of yards. Um, but, you know, I, I'm a guy who several times over the course of his career coached in Toronto and Rich Stubler, it's sort of a bend, don't break. Um, you know, let them go between the 20s and then tighten it up. Um, but this team hasn't been able to consistently tighten it up inside the 20s. So, Maybe if, if, if there's anything, that would be it. But uh, offensively, there's there's not much to complain about. Special teams, uh, maybe shorten some of the, the, the big plays uh, in terms of kickoff returns. But, um, you know, they don't give up tons of big plays, but the average is pretty high. So it's, I don't know, at this stage, just keep doing what you're doing. You're 11-1. and one. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you mentioned, you know, offensively, it's, it's rolling a little bit. I want to talk about one guy, and mainly because I personally know him a little bit, but what seems to be happening over there in the Argo, at the Argos on offense is you just keep finding these Canadian receivers that are going to keep making plays, yeah. right? And right now, the one that's breaking out was David Unger at the beginning of the season. We obviously know what Curly Gittins can do, Dijon Brissett, obviously, as well. But Tommy Neal over the last two games. like McMaster. Talk about it. Yeah, McMaster, absolutely. But talk about somebody that's kind of burst onto the scene and now provides this depth with a guy like Curly Gittins. Out, just a little bit about him and, and what you've seen. Yeah, well, you, you know him well. It's, it's funny, though. When I was writing for OUA.ca, Steph Patasic was raving after after he was recruited at Mac. And I remember in, the, in, his, in his freshman year, I remember watching him high point the football. And he was so not like, it's like, okay, does this guy played basketball his entire life or what? So it's, you know, uh, I, I'll, I'll use the description to one of your other cohorts and Andy Fantus. Like, I'm not comparing the two, but I, Andy was so good at getting up to the top of his jump and, and knowing the exact place to high point the football. That's the one thing that, that Tommy impressed me with. 
And then when he ran, he ran like a four or eight or seven or something at the combine, which was faster than anybody expected. And I was like, okay, he can play every special team. He's got a big body type. He knows how to box out. He can use the basketball skills. And I think he's got pretty good rhythm with Chad because last year, don't forget, they were both with the twos, right? They were both backups and would have thrown each to each other a lot. And I think that's really been part of the chemistry. And, you know, I think McLeod Bethel Thompson developed a, um, some cohesion with Curly Gittins Jr. for the same reason, because, you know, at different times they were the twos. And I think there is something to be said for that. And you mentioned Unger. I'll, I'll, I'll admit when, 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 he, when we brought him in, I was kind of, okay, we've got Brissett, we've got Neil, we've got Gittins. I mean, where's he going to fit in? And my God, he's good. Um, you know, you guys saw him on the Ticats and, uh, whatever he was doing there, he's taken to another level here. He has just been so dependable and has been filling in at Holder uh, on on uh, the kicks with Boris with Haggerty out. And he may have saved the game last week with a great hold on a high snap mm-hmm. for uh, uh, for the game. I guess it was a game-winning field goal. And, uh, man, he's he's brought so much. So, yeah, it, it might not be, you know, the star power that Curly Gittens has, but what Neil and Unger and Brissett have added has just been an invaluable uh, asset to this team this year. Yeah, absolutely. And, and like the nice thing to see is that all those guys are getting involved on the special teams. And we mentioned Javon Leak, right. And and the things that he has done punt return wise, at least for this offense and for the Argos, like just to see all those guys get involved. It's pretty impressive seeing Javon Leak out there. And, you know, he always has that kind of that chance to take it to the house. So I know, you know, like you said, it's kind of rolling on all three phases. Um, but that's another guy, right? Another guy that just kind of stepped up this year and has really shown, you know, ton of flashes. You know what the damnedest thing about him was? He he won the Big Twelve, or sorry, Big Ten um, Returner of the Year, Special Teams Player of the Year at Maryland, right? He never returned punts. <laughs> he was he did kickoffs only. He comes up here. He's you know he, he last year he was just getting used to catching punts because he hated it because there was no. Uh, no halo, right? And he didn't want to get drilled. And you know what it's like. If you don't put up a fair catch down there, you can have guys, you know, a yard away from you just plowing into you. And he didn't like that very much. Uh, but now he's got this this magical five-yard halo around him. And he, he loves it now. And, it's, you know, he, he, he the only fumble the Argos have lost all year uh, was him in the end zone. And it ended up being the big play in their only loss this year against Calgary. But, man, he is so much fun. And when he hits that wall, he's gone. So... Uh, the fact that he's now comfortable catching punts is is something for a guy who never did it in college. You know, uh, Ogie, just about thirty seconds here. Just got yep. to throw you this one, Coach Dinwiddie. Is he underrated? Like, I just don't feel like he's getting the attention he really maybe should. Probably, you know, because you know, and you guys know what it's like when the voting comes up at the end of the year. There are five Western teams and four Eastern teams, and the Western voting is skewed nationally. And I just don't. I think people look at the East and say, "Ah, it's Dinwiddie," and you know. All he's done is get the Eastern final three times now uh, and win a Grey Cup. So, and, and, you know, we don't know what's going to happen this year. But uh, in a word, yeah, I think he's grotesquely underrated in this country. He is the voice of the Toronto Argonauts, Mike Hogan. And this has been Speaking with the Enemy, presented by Red Tag. Mike, you know, I always remember our mutual friend, Chris uh, Schultze, telling me to keep the rivalry alive. So let's keep on doing yeah. that, partner. Argo, uh, sorry, uh, okay, we'll do that. We'll, uh, as the Argo voice, I'll say Ticat song. Does that work? <laughs> <laughs> You're a peach, buddy. Thanks for joining Thanks, us. Appreciate it.